Hello, and welcome to Exploring Axon, a podcast where we discuss Axon Framework, Axon Server, and their ecosystem. I am your host and a software developer at Axonic, Sarah Tori. In this episode, I spoke with my colleague Christian Vermorgen about the tasks that he does as a solutions engineer at Axonic. We talked about onboarding various customers, from those who don't know the concepts of DDD, CQRS, and our framework, from ones who do know these concepts very well but need more assistance getting their projects up and running. We also discussed our various trainings. Christian is very involved as a trainer at Axonic. We discussed the intro training, the full Axon training for the framework, as well as Axon server training. I hope you enjoy my conversation with Christian, and let's have a listen. Hi, Christian. Thank you so much for joining me today. How are you? Hi, Sarah. Thanks for having me. I'm great. Thanks. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you. So I'm excited to have you today because um, we're going to talk about one of the topics that I'm really interested in, which is helping out customers and onboarding um, clients and users uh, with Axon Framework and uh, possibly Axon Server as well. And uh, you are one of our solutions engineer here at Axonix. So uh, before we get to the topic, uh, let's uh, start with the introductions a little bit. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? your background, where are you from, where are you right now, and uh, just generally, how did you come about to know about Axon and starting at the company? Sure, of course, we're happy to. Um, so yeah, my name is Christian. Um, I am Dutch, but I'm um, actually living in Mexico City already for two and a half years now. And um, yeah, I started really software engineering well over a decade ago. And around five years ago, when the first time when I got in touch with Axon Framework, and at the time, I didn't know anything yet about DDD, CQRS, event sourcing. It was all new to me. But actually, through the framework, I started to learn about those subjects. And I noticed that, well, actually, hey, this is interesting stuff, right? This is really useful yeah. um, to really get that business aligned with, with, what, with the software and all that. Um, so, yeah, that was about five and a half years ago that I really got started with that. And um, first at a different company, just uh, being outsourced somewhere. And then after a while, I uh, moved from there and actually started four years ago at Axonic. Um, initially, okay. I was working quite dedicated for one single client. And then later, especially once I moved to Mexico two and a half years ago, to take advantage of the, the time zone here. The time zone, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so I've been then starting to work with one client, then another, then another. And yeah, as such. Yeah. Uh, and now you're very busy, which is great. So that's really interesting what you mentioned, actually, because normally when I spoke to other guests, they would say, yeah, we learned about DDD and CQRS and then got to know the framework. So for you, it was a little bit the flip side, um, which was similar to what happened to me. I got to know Axon Framework first and then learned about DDD and CQRS. That's really interesting. So was it because you were using um, the framework in a project and that's how you got to know it and then come to know these ter um, terminologies and concepts and architectural decisions is that how it was yes exactly so i started in um in some team that they were doing a product for six months already maybe a year mm -hmm. and they were already using axon framework version okay. three dot something back then yeah um, back in the good old days <laughs> yeah, exactly better days now i guess <laughs> yeah right yeah things did get, get easier although it worked quite well um already yeah um but yeah they, they already were using the framework so i just mm -hmm. 
got in the team and they were like, okay, we're using this. I thought, okay, yeah. great. Um, let's see what it is. And yeah, like so got into as it. an engineer who uh, was not familiar with these concepts or the framework at that time, um, but you had been um, writing software, you've been coding uh, prior to that for quite some time. Was it then um, easy for you to get a hang of the concepts, not only the concepts, but um, I guess more importantly, the framework? Was it kind of easy or did it require a lot of um, sort of uh, change of mindset and learning thing? Well, how was the learning curve for you? I wouldn't say it was that steep, the learning curve. So mm -hmm. in terms of the framework, it all worked relatively straightforward, but yeah. you can get started really quickly. Um, especially since there was already a project, you can just see how they've already done certain stuff and you just see command handlers, event handlers, and you follow the flow yeah. through the code and no, you just start following that same pattern. And then you, by doing that, you start learning why you're actually following that pattern. Right. Um, so actually, yeah, the framework was relatively easy to learn. Um, the concepts as well, I would say actually just. I would think the CQRS part is that one thing, um, also what I see a lot with, with the clients we work with, that one thing that sometimes it takes that, that little couple of days extra to wrap your head around, to know that, okay, mm -hmm. things are really disconnected, right? To really have that separation mm -hmm. between those two sides. Yeah. So what is the, um, the hardest part of it? So you mentioned that there's a couple of days that you have to kind of get adjusted to that. So what was, was it just the fact that things are separated or was it the, um, how to separate it or kind of both? Um, mostly the, really the fact of working with the two models that are really gotcha. two distinct models. Right. <laughs> yeah. It, I think it, it does uh, require a bit of a, uh, adjustment and adjusting period to kind of get your head wrapped around it and get used to it for sure. So once you um, join Axelon, did you then straight away start um, working with clients or did you help sort of develop the framework at all? I straight away started working with clients. Um, mm -hmm. It's actually something that I've already been doing in the majority of my career. I've been working as a consultant for the largest part of my career. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that part of it was already quite familiar. Plus by then I had about a year and a half of experience with the framework as well. Right. Um, so yeah, I was starting directly to work with clients, um, together with some other colleagues from Axonic. So we were with multiple people working on the same client. Mm -hmm. Nice. And, um, so tell me a little bit about that process. Um, as a solutions engineer, um, what do you do? What is your day-to-day -day like? And what is it? Maybe we can start with onboarding a new customer or a client. How do you go about it? How do you start this whole process? Sure. Um, so actually, that really depends on the client. Um, I love that answer. It always depends. <laughs> it always does, yeah. Um, I think yeah, the biggest thing is, we get some clients that come to us like, hey, uh, we've just done a little POC and we want to get going. And they straight away uh, want to get us on board. There's other clients that already have been working with the framework and maybe even with server for a year, for two years. So they have mm -hmm. really a lot more already um, in production probably. Um, so those two clients, you, you kind of approach for to some part it a little bit differently. Yeah. For example, a client so that, yeah. 
Yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. You were. I think you were. You were starting what I was going to ask you. <laughs> so go ahead. <laughs> right. So, for example, that client that does already have that project um, in production, mm-hmm. um, typically what we start with is a code review, just to have it to look at. Hey, what do you have at the moment? Right. What have you done so far? Um, is it good? Can it be improved? Can, what can be better? What can be different? Um, really start there. Um, and next to that could be before, could be after, doesn't really matter that much. We often also offer them some training, um, okay. either in-house training. I also provide the, the trainings for Artsonic, or at least some of them. Yeah. Which and, we'll uh, talk about for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so they can be either in-house, the, the funds of having an in-house training for a company is that they can really ask already some project specific questions. Right. Um, but we also have, of course, academy now, and we have some public trainings that people can also join to really just get that basic knowledge. Mm-hmm. Uh, the same training is also a good starting point for companies that are completely new to it. Like, okay, they're just getting started. There's maybe one or two engineers that have been working on some POC. They know a sure. little bit about Axon. They know about DDD, um, CQRS event sourcing, but typically not the entire company knows about it yet. It's usually right. a select group. So with the training, it's a good way to get started and really spread that knowledge so that once you go forward, um, you have the same base level of knowledge and you can just talk about stuff it, yeah. without having to go back and explain. And so that's actually a really powerful tool to get started with. Yeah. And with a um, company that doesn't have um, sort of any base point and they don't have any experience in either the concepts or the framework and um, they're brand new. Do you usually start with somewhat of a modeling or design session? How do you go about that then? Yeah, exactly. So um, typically, especially if they're they're quite new, we start with some modeling sessions. Some, uh, mm-hmm. So we talk um, really you start with a bit of a discovery of what's, you know, what are the potential subdomains you might have. Um, and then you start to zoom in into one and really do something like um, mostly event modeling. We use that a lot yeah. um, because that really the translation into code in the code. framework is really yeah. almost trivial, I would say. Yeah, of course. And, so yeah, you start um, exploring the domain with that. You start to figure out, hey, um, well, what are the needs? What um, especially if you can get the business experts in, in, in those meetings as well, which um, you really, really should try because it brings so much value. It's sometimes they don't want to, uh, or sometimes yeah. we as engineers even think like, ah, we already know, we don't need them, right? We have a bit of an idea. We've exactly. already had this whole project. Um, so we don't need them, but actually getting everyone in those same room or Zoom or whatever mm-hmm. platform you're using um, getting them all together and really talking about that design on, on that level that both engineers and business experts can understand um, is really, really valuable. And then from there, you can then start moving that into code. Mm-hmm. And with the uh, trainings that you mentioned, so a lot of times, um, as you mentioned, if a company already has um, some uh, structure and they already have some knowledge of the concepts of the framework or both, um, do you then uh, recommend these trainings? And we'll talk more about the kind of trainings that you do here in a few minutes. But um, the, the first training that you do, is it mainly for the engineers or can the business uh, folks from the company also join? Or do you just want the business side 
um, in the design and modeling aspect of the um, project or you know collaboration with the client. So actually, the start of the training is very valuable for a very broad group, um, not just mm-hmm. engineers, because then we really start quite theoretically and just talk about what is DDD and yeah. what are the concepts of DDD, right? what's an aggregate, what's an entity, what's a value object, etc. Um, then we start to talk about what CQRS, but also mm-hmm. still on a higher level. Um, the first module, we actually, we're not even talking about code yet. We're still talking about design concepts. Right. Um, we're talking about what is event sourcing as well, which is also very valuable for not just engineers to understand, but other people in the business as well. So they know, hey, what are we doing different in our core? Because it's really the core of your application often. Yeah. What are we doing different in our core than how we used to do it or how others are doing it? So the start of the training is actually very valuable for a rather large group. And then, then right. after that, we get really more technical, more framework specific. Um, right. That is typically when yeah you're just talking with the engineers, the architects. And um, how long would you say? And I know it probably it again depends on on the client and the project. Um, but generally speaking, um, if you're working on a um, let's say, a, I can't call it simple because nothing ever is that simple. But let's say just on average. How long uh, would you spend on um, designing the application or the systems or um, this event modeling process? How many sessions would you say? How many hours do you spend on it uh, typically with somebody before you actually start getting your hands dirty with coding? Right. So that's, um, you guessed depends. it. Depends. <laughs> Yeah, it, it, it depends and on the domain. It depends on the kind of application you're trying to build. But um, typically after just one or two sessions, okay. you already have enough to just get started because you have this kind mm-hmm. of baseline. And it's not perfect yet. It's not there. It's never going to be perfect, actually, because it's yeah. always going to evolve. Yeah. Um, but so you already have this kind of baseline. You have already this kind of idea. Okay, this is something we can get started with. Right. Um, and from that moment on, already the engineers are already working with it. Probably we'll still have some more sessions just to, mm-hmm. um, I don't know, look, look more into detail in certain stuff, uh, maybe yeah. look at other domains or how we connect with other domains, etc. Um, to really yeah. look at all the aspects. But after just one or two sessions, you do already have some kind of core to get going with. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's, um, um, for me, that's the most favorite part of working with the with a client or sitting in a session with a client because a lot of times they um they have an idea of what they want from the application even if it's the um uh ceo or cto whoever is um, joining that meeting as well they have an idea of what they want but once you start asking questions and uh getting them to kind of think about the the storylines and about the timeline and things like that, the conversations usually start getting really interesting. And then you s- sometimes see them going, oh, I never thought about that. That's really, really cool. So it's really awesome to see that interaction and um, the business questions s- sort of come up and uh, get more and more evolved, as you mentioned, as you go. And um, as as you said before, it's constantly changing because it's never going to be perfect because you always discover new things and you always um, move forward with uh, changing requirements and everything. So that's really neat. So 
then the next step after the modeling would be then to look into code. Um, how do you, do you have regular sessions with clients? Do you sort of do, I don't know, once a week kind of session just to kind of check their code and give them some pointers and things like that? With some clients, yes. So we do regular sessions, um, maybe a two-hour block weekly or bi-weekly or sometimes even um, daily Mm -hmm. just to have the engineers ask questions, discuss ideas, discuss Mm -hmm. diagrams, architectures, whatever they've been building, whatever they've been working with. Um, With other clients, they work more independent in that sense, Mm -hmm. um, just get going. Um, But then whenever they run into an issue, that's when they start to say, hey, uh, help us, please. What can we do? Uh, Which we typically do to just a Slack channel or something where they just, they send a message and me or many of the other uh, engineers at Exonic are in those channels and are answering all those questions. Yeah. Have you then been in sort of a... um, a kind of a working environment where you have to also code uh, with the client or are you more more of, I don't know, just checking the code, kind of like a PR review? Do you do the coding with them or do you just check their code and say, yes, no, you know, fix this. No, this is fine. Lately, it's been more the letter. So lately, okay. I've been more helping them to say, like, okay, hey, fix this or maybe, you know, send over a little code snippet. Of, okay, mm-hmm. you have this, but no, I suggest uh, do yeah. something like that. Um, in the past, I have also been like more deeply involved in the code. Which Actively coding. Uh-huh. Gotcha. And um, when we get, um, maybe that's something that um, you can kind of light a bit of, uh, or shine a bit of light on as well, uh, which you mentioned code samples. So um, we, of course, have the reference guide and um, we usually direct a lot of questions to, to the reference guide. And we do have code samples as well. Um, are you also um, based on the client's needs? If you get um, multiple questions on the same topic, um, do you then um, also help with um, other engineers kind of develop these code samples um, that we can sort of put out there in the world and have people look at it if there's something that you see come up frequently? Yes, yeah, so actually, a lot of the code samples we have or blog posts that explain certain stuff, they do arise from either issues we've seen with clients or questions that they've had that one client asks and another and then another and they start to notice, hey, this is something to write about. <laughs> right. Exactly. Um, or also the trainings. Often in the trainings, we mm-hmm. get these same questions in every training session. So they notice, okay, we need to create some material around this because that's going to be valuable. Yeah. So we're talking a lot about training. Um, let's focus on that a little bit for maybe a few minutes. Um, sure. So aside from working directly with clients, you have been presenting a lot of various trainings. So um, when I first joined the company, which is now two years, believe it or not, um, you were doing the um, what we called fast track trainings, which now we call the introduction to um, DDD, CQRS, and some of these concepts. Um, and then you started doing the full Axon training, and I believe now you're doing Axon server training as well. So um, can you talk about each of those trainings or webinars a little bit, what each one is about? Let's maybe start with intro webinar. Sure. So yeah, the intro webinar is really, as the name says it, it's very introductory. 
So it's a one hour session. We go super fast. So usually we actually do that one with, um, with two people where one of us is really doing all the talking, all the presenting. Um, yeah. And another one is answering questions like crazy in the chat, <laughs> right. um, typing yeah. and answering all the questions. And we really um, condensed the first, let's say, three modules of the, of the full training in there. So we talk a bit about what's DDD, what's CQRS, what's event sourcing. How do you write a command handler in Axon Framework? How do you write event handlers, query handlers? Really yeah. to have that kind of quick overview of what's possible um, and really that bit of information already of how to get started. Yeah. And so um, I think it's also worth mentioning it's it's a free training. It's available to everybody. So and we've been doing it frequently. So we used to have it once a month. I think now it's once a quarter. Um, and as you mentioned, it is very fast track. So we talk a lot of stuff in that one little hour. So yeah, um, I've had the fortune of having you as one of my partners in some of those trainings and see you fast typing, answering questions. And that's that's always really great. So let's talk a little bit about that uh, full action training. So we're doing uh, two weeks, right? Um, since the pandemic started, we're doing them online. We used to do them in person. Can you talk about uh, both of them? Because I believe you were involved in in-person training, uh, on-site training, and uh, then afterwards, remote sort of online training as well. So tell me a little bit about each one of them and what the difference is and what kind of stuff do you talk about? What is the material like? Sure. So yeah, the last um, in-person training I was involved in is already over two years ago, because then indeed the whole pandemic hit and we started yeah. doing this online. Um, but yeah, that's in-person training. We used to have this training of three days uh, mm -hmm. of nine to five every day. Um, yeah, okay. they're, they're, they're intensive. They're quite- uh, Yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> quite intensive, um, but really valuable. So yeah, the, the content really isn't so much different. Mm -hmm. um, from the online training, but the presentation is, is quite different because whereas in the in-person training, you're really there, you explain a little bit and then straight away the people on their own laptops, they get going with it. They start, uh, developing stuff or they start doing a little event storming session, or they start to implement their command handler. Um, and then you're there just answering questions and then you add another topic, another topic until, um, at the end of those three days, then. Yeah, you've covered a lot of material. Uh, right. People are probably quite tired as well. Uh, <laughs> yeah, need a nap afterwards. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, uh, yeah, then uh, that that's really it. So the online training, we split it up a little bit. Because mm -hmm. online, it doesn't make much sense to have people do the exercises. Meanwhile, you're there sitting yeah. behind the computer to see if there's questions. Because you can't just as easily look at someone's laptop and... Right. So really what we changed there is that we did it in eight sessions, mm -hmm. um, eight modules, each of two hours, where right. we start really with just answering any questions people might have. Mm -hmm. um, probably takes about 30 minutes. And we talk about those lab exercises that people have done before. Right. Um, then we do a bit of new content, one hour, hour and a half, something like that. And then in between those sessions, that's when people will actually get going uh, with the lab yeah. exercises, starts putting it into practice. Um, so we split it up there in those eight sessions, which, um, mm -hmm. yeah, it, it's two weeks. So it's, uh, it's quite a lot, but that also allows us to go into quite a lot of detail. So we right, start with the right. basics, but then we really go in detail of how does an event processor work, for example, and how can you configure right. it? 
an yeah. old uh, knob you can turn to configure it, to modify it, to optimize it. Um, we go into details on how can you do monitoring and tracing and all those kind of things that you don't need when you start out writing your first lines of code, but yeah. you do really need it in production. So it's some exactly. really valuable information, I think. So that's really neat to know because, um, so when I when I started with the company and I took some of these trainings earlier on, the labs, of course, come at the end of each session and they're presented to the uh, to the attendees and then um, you hopefully do them for the next day and then you can ask your questions and sometimes even um, have the trainers evaluate and kind of give you feedback, which is really great. But that's really um, interesting to hear that that was also done during the on-site um, training sessions because then it gives you a little bit of break in between each session as you can go ahead and um, do a practical work while you're learning about the material so that it kind of uh, becomes a little bit more solidified in your mind as you go and learn about all these different aspects. You get to kind of practice it and learn it as you go, which was really neat. So that's really great. Now, with this axon frame, um, this so this uh, particular training is mainly axon framework, right? We're not really talking about axon server in this one. Yeah, we mentioned it a little bit in one module. Um, yeah. But really, it's just uh, the highlights, just to get to know really from the point of what as an engineer that's mostly going to be developing applications, mm -hmm. uh, what they would need to know just to get the basics of axon server. Gotcha. So um, then now we get to the Axon Server training. So the Axon Server training, as uh, I understand, is two days. Um, we're doing them online as well. And um, there's still a lot of material that's covered during those two sessions. Can you tell us a little bit about uh, what's covered? And um, do do they also have labs during the, the server training? Can you do labs for the server or is it really yeah, pe people can, not uh... that practical? People can start getting Axon Server running. So we actually give them a temporary enterprise license. So they can actually mm -hmm. get going, build their own Axon Server cluster, yes. um, configure it. And also that, yeah, that's really what that training focuses on. So one part is really the messaging, some mm -hmm. deeper understanding of how does that messaging work, right? How does Axon right. Server work as a message router? Um, mm -hmm. How does it work as an event store? But also how do you configure your authentication, your security, um, to really, yeah, those kind of topics that help you um, get going in production and, and really have it a proper setup in production, right? Not just something yeah, you, exactly. you put down, <laughs> uh, you just deploy just quickly because you want to do a test. Really, those yeah. that information you need to have a professional production setup. Yeah, makes sense. Now, um, do we also discuss extensions and plugins during any of these trainings? Um, not as part of the training material, not directly, mm -hmm. um, outside of the, the tracing extension, right. but what it does often come up. So gotcha. often someone talks about, Hey, um, I, I want, well, let's imagine we have a command gateway and we get returning a completable future. And then often it's a question like, Hey, I'm using project reactor, right? Yeah, yeah of course. And those yeah. are always the great questions for me because then I can say, yes, we have an extension <laughs> for it. Yeah. And then and then you start talking a bit about that. So really those trainings, we um, it's not only about me or one of my colleagues just bombarding them with information and 
<laughs> seeing what sticks. No, we, we really, um, I really like it what people actually interact when they ask that question. So then we can focus the training. There's always a bit of room for that. So we can yeah. focus the training more on what really people, what they really want. Are interested in. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. And that's, um, um, I think, the common uh, challenge with a lot of the online trainings is that um, you not only you don't have the opportunity to kind of um, sit next to somebody and look at their laptop or their project in person, but also uh, sort of have that face-to-face reaction. And sometimes um, you get a number of attendees and half of them have their cameras off, so you don't even quite know what kind of um, reaction they're having if they're really grasping the material, if they have questions, but they're too shy to ask. So yeah, that's always that's always challenging. But yeah, yeah the good absolutely. news is that all of the trainings that I've been to with all of the trainers, you're all very um, welcoming to questions and feel making everybody feel really um, comfortable about asking questions, which is really amazing. So yeah, really and nice. like you pointed out, especially with online trainings, you need to focus a little bit more on that because you don't see that confused face sometimes. Exactly. Um, <laughs> Which you sometimes need to see it, right? Because if you see somebody going confused, you're like, oh, maybe I need to explain this a little bit differently, or maybe I need to spend some more time on it, right? But if you don't see them, then it's really hard to gauge. Exactly. Ex- exactly. Exactly. Because for me as a trainer, yeah, the topics aren't so difficult anymore, but they shouldn't be, right? right? Because I'm explaining right. it. Um, but just that for me, things aren't so difficult doesn't mean that for others, sometimes... We right. really talk about complex stuff. Um, Absolutely. We yeah. really go into depth of how does the framework work and how do you configure like the the smallest things just to optimize your application a little. So yeah. we really go away from just the trivial and yeah, that not everyone gets that in the in the first go, especially not with one explanation. Maybe you need to explain it another way, etc. Yeah, absolutely. And not even with the detail things. Sometimes um, I was. Uh, doing a sort of workshop slash presentation with one of our colleagues at a conference. And um, we were starting with the concepts like DDD and CQRS. And because we've talked about them so often and so much, it's sort of second nature to us. And we're kind of like, well, it's obvious. But um, sometimes we forget that it's not really obvious to everybody else. It's more of a, um, a niche, I guess, topic for a lot of people. And uh, they may not know exactly what you're talking about. So I've had very senior experienced um, engineers who would say, well, what is a bounded context? And then you have to kind of like, oh, yeah, let me go back a little bit and talk about that a little bit differently so that it's it's easier to, to understand. So, yeah, lots of information, lots of complex things that uh, you get to talk about. But, yeah, I've sat in at several of your trainings and uh, you you do a really thorough job at explaining and explaining it well. So thanks for that, Christian. Oh, um, yeah, so this is really great and uh, gives me some insight about uh, what you do sort of day to day because I don't get to uh, work with you as often, which is, uh, which is unfortunate, but uh, I do enjoy anytime we get together to do a training or uh, chat and so forth. So thank you so much for the time that you've given me today and uh, hopefully we get another chance to delve into some other topics in the future. Of course, you're welcome. And uh, yeah, thanks a lot. Happy to do another one. Yeah, of course. Have a great day. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. I hope you liked my talk with Christian. 
Please join me next time as I discover other very interesting topics with wonderful guests. Until then, have a great time and happy coding. Bye.